Think deeper into the products you're buying and the food that you're eating. Something that may seem cheap at face value might mean that it costs much more to the environment and to your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. Since this is coming through your speakers, I'd like to do a little visual exercise. Picture a bright red fruit with black tips a little smaller than the size of your index finger with a fleshy, oily outer layer. And when you cut it open, you find a large, oil-rich white seed inside. Do you know what it is? Okay, if you read the episode's description, you probably already know what I'm talking about. Palm fruit. It is the source of palm oil that we consume and use every day, usually without even knowing it. A little disclaimer, I realize that my accent may make it a little hard to understand that I'm saying oil when I'm saying oil. It's just the way I talk and it makes it so much easier to just be me. So please forgive me. Hopefully you can follow me throughout this episode, but I digress and I'll get going. Palm fruits grow in huge bunches close to the old palm tree's trunk and are consumed and harvested worldwide. From 2020 to 2021, global consumption was over 75 million metric tons. It's on about half of the products on your grocery shelves, finding its way in your margarine, chocolate, pizza, bread, ice cream, and cooking oils. Soaps, detergents, it's in your cosmetics and cleaning products, and used as biofuels for transport, electricity, or even heat. Estimates say that we each consume around 17 pounds of it every year. So most of us use it, but not many of us are familiar with what it looks like or what its roots are. Processing the palm oil fruit creates three significant products, crude palm oil, crude palm kernel oil, and palm kernel expeller, but we usually see crude palm oil that's used in many of our products. There are a few things that make palm oil so unique. Unlike most fruits, palm oils can be harvested from the oil palm tree 12 months out of the year, and about 86% of the world's palm oil is currently grown in Indonesia or Malaysia, where 4.5 million people earn their living from the industry. But it's also grown and consumed in countries worldwide. Palm oil requires 10 times less land than other vegetable-producing crops like soybeans, peanuts, canola, or sunflower oil for the same amount of output. Now, coupling that with the fact that it is resilient, cheap, and doesn't spoil quickly, it's extremely popular for growers. Demand for this oil has skyrocketed and pushed oil palms to be one of the most rapidly grown crops on earth. 
So what's the big deal about palm oil? You've probably seen people talk about how you shouldn't use palm oil or unsustainably source palm oil. But why? Like, what's the deal here? Unfortunately, where there is profit, demand, and lack of regulations, it's a recipe for disaster. Many have a bad taste in their mouth for palm oil because of the uncontrolled clearing of rainforests to convert them to oil palm cropland. The deforestation occurring is affecting wildlife, our environment, and indigenous communities. So let's just briefly talk about how the unsustainable production of palm oil is affecting each of those. And let's start with wildlife. So clearing land and creating a monoculture reduces biodiversity in plants and animals which can cause a slew of issues because we know that biodiversity keeps the world functioning as it should. Studies have shown that if the levels of deforestation continue at their current rate, regions in Southeast Asia could lose up to three-quarters of its original forest cover by 2100, leading to the loss of 13 to 42 percent of regional populations of all species, at least half of which would represent global species extinctions. In fact, harvesting these oil palms has already destroyed the natural habitat of many endangered species like orangutans, birds, Asian elephants, Sumatran tigers, and rhinos. And according to the Orangutan Project, 80% of orangutan habitats have already been altered or lost due to deforestation linked to oil palms. Wildlife habitats have been destroyed with no plan to restore them, causing an uproar in the wildlife preservation community and beyond. Now, the next issue is our environment. Deforestation due to palm oil also causes environmental issues. To put it in the most straightforward way that I can, although there is a lot more to it, to clear rainforest land for oil palms, Growers cut down valuable trees in the rainforest and then burn the rest to make the way for planting more oil palms. And many of these forest floors are on peatland, which are colossal carbon storage banks. So when they are burned, CO2 is released into the air. Reports have shown that tropical deforestation accounts for about 20% of greenhouse gas emissions, making it a significant contributor to climate change. Deforestation also affects soil composition and contributes to erosion, which trickles down to the local climate and includes flooding. Burned biomass affects the air quality and visibility of the areas where this is happening. Environmentally speaking, these oil palms can absorb mass amounts of CO2 and vastly produce oxygen, so they would be advantageous crops if other harmful factors like peat exploitation and biomass burning were not present. But right now, many processes surrounding palm oil production are unsustainable for our environment. And palm oil also affects communities. The palm oil industry is a huge source of employment for areas like Indonesia and Malaysia, contributing to positive economic development and increased infrastructure. However, this development negatively affects communities where they are uncompensated for the loss of access to forests that many people have known for generations. 
And loss of access can mean loss of home, as 45 million people live in the forests in Indonesia alone, creating conflict when displaced from their homes for palm oil production. The loss of these ancestral rainforests for palm oil cultivation affects indigenous communities in more ways than one. In an article by Human Rights Watch, they state indigenous peoples have an intrinsic relationship with their environments. Their traditions, knowledge, and cultural identity are deeply connected to the natural environments in which they live. Any disruption to their natural environments affects their culture, languages, knowledge, and unique traditions. Current production means that these communities have little land to farm and no land to forage. They lose their protection against floods and landslides. And as I mentioned, the slash and burn deforestation technique contributes to poor air quality and water pollution for the people who live there. To add to this issue, the wildlife forced from their natural habitat enter human-inhabited areas, and conflict increases there, putting both at risk. So for something like a tiny red palm fruit, that's all pretty heavy, right? It's not the plant to be blamed or even the people working to make a living but the farming practices and motivations around palm oil production are unsustainable and harmful to our planet. But what would happen if we're like, okay, let's ban palm oil right now until we get this figured out? Well, besides what it would do to the economy, it would be likely that demand for other vegetable oils would drastically increase, meaning it would take more land, more deforestation, and more habitat loss to meet the need. Or producers would potentially find new customers who care less about sustainability and the cycle would continue. So there's no quick fix to this problem. The next thought would be to increase sustainability in the process. The most well-known effort on this front comes in the RSPO, or the Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil in cooperation with the World Wildlife Foundation. RSPO.org says that meeting palm oil certification means that participating companies meet a set of environmental and social criteria that aims at minimizing the negative impact of palm oil cultivation on the environment and communities in palm oil producing regions. The RSPO has been criticized for not doing enough and even greenwashing. They still allow deforestation and do not address many negative production impacts past the production mills. And certification is not required for producing palm oil, so only about 20% of producers participate. One article published in the National Academy of Sciences found that RSPO certification did significantly reduce deforestation, but not fire or peatland clearance among the participating plantations. And certification was mostly adopted in older plantations that already contained little remaining forest. The RSPO needs broader adoption of this certification by oil palm growers to truly impact total forest loss due to oil palms. But for now, looking for RSPO certification while shopping can be a good indicator for consumers of a less harmful option for products that use palm oil. 
And these organizations need to be implementing incentives for agroforestry, which has created higher yields sustainably while growing secondary crops and giving back to the land. You might think this seems complicated to try to make a difference about something that feels a world away. But the U.S. is the fifth largest importer of palm oil, bringing it a little closer to home. As I mentioned, palm oil is in almost everything that we use daily. So there are a few individual efforts we can take to try to do our part. The first thing you can do is try to reduce your use of palm oil. If you're looking in the store and see a product with vegetable oil on the ingredient list with saturated fats, it is likely palm oil. Palm oil is listed as vegetable fat, palm kernel, palmate, and a bunch of other things that I can barely pronounce, but I'll list it in the show notes. And as I mentioned, palm oil is cheap and in many foods. So many people don't have the option to cut it from their diet or other home products. But if you are able to reduce non-food palm oil use, try looking for products free from these ingredients. If you're searching online for products, the second thing you can do is to request transparency from brands on how their palm oil is sourced. Consumer demand for sustainably sourced palm oil will increase the pressure up the chain and sustainable growers will be rewarded and hopefully grow in number. The third thing you can do is talk to your friends and family about palm oil. Many people don't know how intertwined it is in our daily lives and its effects on our planet. So sharing your information is vital. Finally, you can advocate for better practices in the palm oil industry by supporting organizations fighting for fair and equitable compensation for the communities at the front lines of the palm oil industry and the wildlife that live there. And for a list of palm oil-free products and organizations that you can support, visit the show notes linked in the episode description. Now, for something to grow on this week, I wanted to remind you to think deeper into the products you're buying and the food that you're eating. Something that may seem cheap at face value might mean that it costs much more to the environment and to your neighbors on hometown earth. Even if you can't make an immediate change in your own purchasing decisions, you can still be an informed buyer and share your knowledge with others. We are all in this together and we can all work to make it a better place to live. Until next time, keep fighting the good fight. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally personally at Lena Sanford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? 
We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.